we started a sermon series on prayer called Jesus Prayer Stories. Can you say that with me? Jesus Prayer Stories. So last week we started, the, we had listened to the first sermon of this series. So this series is going to be based on three parables that Jesus spoke on prayer. So we talked about the first parable. We talked about the shameless persistence of a man. You remember that story? Who called his friend in the night asking him for some support, some help, so that he can put bread in front of the visitors that he had in the mid of the night. And even though he was a friend, because he was teaching to his disciples, in this world, if you are unable to receive anything, it is important that you need to persist in prayer. What is persisting prayer? Not giving up. Not giving up in prayer. You know, many times we give up in prayer. We pray for one day, two days, three days, and then we just leave it. And we don't really persist. Jesus was teaching to his disciples, no, 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 prayer doesn't work that way. You need to fight with God. You need to persist with God. And when you ask, when you pray such a prayer, God answers. God's hands move on your behalf. So we are learning different aspects of prayer, how powerful prayer is, at the same time how dangerous prayer is, and why prayer is so important, why it is difficult for us to pray at times. How do we pray according to the will of God? There are so many things that we are learning. Did you learn anything last week? Can I hear an amen from you? So today we are going to talk about the second parable on prayer as we find that in Luke chapter 18. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Luke chapter 18. <clears throat> Luke chapter 18 verses 1 through 8. Then Jesus spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Verse 2, Luke 18, saying there was in a certain city, a judge who did not fear God, nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to this just judge saying, get justice for me from my adversary, from my enemy. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I do not fear God, nor regard man, and because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her. That means I will do justice to her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Verse 6, then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. Verse 7, and shall God not avenge or shall, not God, shall God not do justice to his own elect who cry out day and night to him? Though he bears long with them, I tell you that he will avenge, he will do justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, or however, when Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? So this morning, I'm titling my sermon as Jesus Prayer Stories, Persistent Woman. Can you say Persistent Widow otherwise? Can you say that with me? Persistent Widow? So I want to compare and contrast the four main characters 
in this parable. Before putting that slide, who are those four main characters in this parable? Can you name them? Judge? Jesus? Who else? Widow? The enemy? Okay. I said only four characters, right? You said some ten of them, right? Where did you get that? Okay. Probably I need to rework. <laughs> okay, so there are four main characters, okay? It's all good. Whatever you said, it's right. God, of course. I don't know that anybody said God. Judge, right? And then the widow and the church. Like we are the church, people. Right? So you'll come to know in a moment. I may be wrong, so you'll come to know in a moment. So when we pray, we need to pray to God. So we need to know about our God, who, is, who our God is. And also we need to understand how desperately we are in need of prayer today. How desperately church is in need of prayer today. How desperate that we as a family, we are in need of prayer today. So as we compare and contrast the characters in this story, so this is what we are going to talk about. Number one, the unjust judge versus the just God. Can you read that with me? The unjust judge versus the just God. Number two, the persisting widow versus the church that's crying day and night. Number three, the annoyed judge, judge versus patient God. Number one, the unjust judge versus the just God. You know, verse two, can you read verse two together? Verse two saying, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. So he was not a God-fearing judge, neither he was not even caring for people. He was such a judge. And verse six says, then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. So simply Jesus said, he's not a good judge. He's an unjust judge. You know, judging, judging is very, very critical, very, very important. Because life and death are in the judgment. The judge makes. So it's very, very important today that the judge be a just one, the right one. The correct judgment need to happen. This morning, I want to share something with you. Today, there is a great cry of injustice from every part of the world. There is a great cry of injustice from every part of the world today. Injustice has been a threat for mankind all along. People always don't get what they deserve. People are to be taken care. People are to be cared for. People are to be nurtured, especially as they age. age. People need to be taken care of more, but people don't get what they deserve. They worked all along in their lives. They poured their blood and sweat on the land, and they worked to bring up their children. And eventually, when the parents go to the care home, senior home, they are not really taken care of times. Social justice is the view that everyone deserves equal economic, social rights and opportunities. That's what is social justice. 
Today we see discrimination based on disability, discrimination based on religion, dis discrimination based on sexual orientation, nationality, age, social status, etc. We see that everywhere today. If you can put the next slide. United Nations report saying this, globally 81,000 women and girls were killed in 2020. Around 47,000 of those women and children, girls, 58% died at the hands of their intimate partner or by one of the family members. Such an alarming number, which equals to a woman or a girl being killed every 11 minutes in their home. So this is the United Nations statistics. I want you to think about this. We are living in a world that is not just, there is no more justice. We are living in a world that people are not treated the way they are supposed to be treated. We know they are made in the, in the image of God. But how people are treated on the face of this earth today. I have given the statistics because, you know, we are hearing the, about a woman here who came to the unjust judge. It doesn't really man, mean that only women and girls are, you know, uh, are treated, discriminated in this way. No, it happens to all kinds of people. Many times we don't get justice in this world. I don't know how many of you are handling with the legal things, how many of you are handling with, you know, uh, with, you know your parents and your, 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 your children. And at times we struggle, we go through even to handle our own people because we don't see justice. In the family of three, we see the elder son and the younger daughter and the middle one, they, were, they are not taken care equally. There is discrimination even in the family. And children run out of home. The, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons children run out of the home is that they are not treated equally with their other siblings. But Bible says our God is a just God. He wants us to do justice. He wants us not to be injustice. He wants us not to prevail, not to pervert. He wants us not to corrupt. He wants us to not to misuse the opportunities God has given us on the face of this earth. How many times we misuse, how many times we abuse our strength and our power and our authority and, and, and the wealth and the influence that God has given us on the face of this earth. This morning God is speaking to us, God is telling us we need to be careful as we earn more wealth, as we have more health, as we have more power and authority. God wants us to know that we don't misuse. The more we go up, the humble, the more we humble ourselves so that God can lift us up in due time. Psalm 82.3, God says, Psalmist says, defend the poor and fatherless. Can you read with me? Psalm 82.3, defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Zechariah chapter 7, verses 9 to 10. God says, thus says the Lord of hosts. Can you read with me? Execute true justice. Show mercy and compassion everyone to his brother. Problems are not outside. Problems are within the family. Problems are among brothers and sisters. It's not outside the family. 
Verse 10, do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the alien, people who are immigrating to this nation. Sometimes you know, they appear to be aliens. Aliens, your neighbor, the sojourners. God wants us to take care of them. The aliens are the poor. Let none of you plan evil in his heart against his brother and sister. Deuteronomy 27, 19, God is pronouncing a curse upon those who discriminate people. Deuteronomy 27, 19 says, curse is the one who perverts the justice due to due the stranger, the fatherless and widow. And all the people shall say, Amen. God wants us to be careful. God wants us to know with whom we are dealing with. People outside, they appear to be everything going on well, but there is broken inside their life. When we deal with them, when we talk to them, when we, when we try to help them, or when we try to question them, God wants us to know what people are going through in their lives. But when we come to our God, He will do justice to us. Can you read Psalm 89 verse 14? Psalm 89 verse 14, righteousness, can you read with me, beautiful scripture, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. What are the foundations of God's throne? Righteousness and justice. Mercy and truth go before your face. Today are you fighting injustice? Have you lost everything in your life? Because of injustice showed over your life. Bible says our God is a righteous God. We must pray for those who are afflicted. Those who are affected by injustice. This morning we had an opportunity to pray for them. We need to pray for ourselves because we are, we, 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 we are so much affected because of the injustice, the system that we see today on the face of this earth. We have two responsibilities. One is to pray for our own life. And secondly, we need to pray for those who are affected because of injustice. Those who lost their lives because of injustice, inequality, and discrimination I believe, strongly I believe, their souls are crying in the presence of God for justice. Not for vengeance, but for justice. Their souls are not anywhere, anywhere else. Their souls are in the presence of God. Those lives that are there, those who lost their lives because of injustice, because of discrimination, because of inequality, because of unequal treatment in their families. Their souls are crying to God in the presence of God for justice. Number two, let's move further. The persisting widow versus the church that's crying day and night. Can we read the scriptures together? Now there was a widow in the city and she came to Jesus. Sorry, he came to, not to Jesus, to whom? Okay, you're listening, right? Okay. Who came to the judge saying, get justice for me from my adversity, from my adversary, verse 4. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said, to, said within himself, though I do not fear, nor regard man, yet because of this widow troubles me, I will avenge. I will do justice to her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. 
The widow was persisting, the unjust judge, for justice. I want you to think about this widow. She was not just an ordinary woman. She was a woman of persistence. She knew that this judge is not a good judge, not a, and not a just judge. But you know what? She came every day persisting. We don't know what injustice was caused by people to her. We don't know in what way she was affected, the impact of the injustice that was caused to her. We don't know. Probably somebody would have destroyed her husband. That's how she became a widow. We don't know how long she has been waiting for justice in her life. But one thing we know, she was a persistent woman. Can you say persistent? She was persisting in, the, in, in, in front of the judge for a justice. Today, God says, and Jesus is saying, as a church, you and I need to cry out for justice day and night. I'm just going to talk about that in a moment. The judge said, though I don't fear God, because of this woman's trouble, I will do justice. You know what? Persistence is always going to result in an answer to prayer. Persistence is going to result in answer to prayer. Jesus was using the story to teach us that we must persist in prayer. Can you say persist in prayer? God wants us to be persistent in prayer. Shall we read verse 7? And shall God not avenge? Shall not God do justice to his own elect who cry out day and night to him? Though he bears long with them. His own elect is the church. His own elect is we. We are the people of who are the elect? We are the chosen people. Do you believe that? We are the chosen people. At times we forget that, right? So when you walk among, when you, be, when you are in the crowd of thousand people, who is the chosen one? Who is the elect? Not just only you. Those who are children of God. Everybody is children of God, but those who know God, those who are saved, those who have a personal relationship with God, able to call him above Father, the chosen one. God wants his people to cry out day and night. Today, we lost justice. Today, we are not treated equal. We are not treated well. Today, we don't really get what we deserve. I'm sure all of us are going through that at some point of time in our lives. May it be in our workplace. May it be in our family. May it be somewhere else we are treated in that way. At times people have taken advantage over your life. They mock at you and they say all kinds of evil things against you. Does it make any sense to you? It makes sense to me. Are you able to relate it to your life? Are you able to relate it to what, is it, what you are going through in your life? At what, what you have gone through in your life? People just mock at you just because of your appearance. People just don't like you because you look, look like this. Have you come across such thing in your life? You have taken many steps, but nothing prospered. Nothing prospered in your life. A particular blessing that is supposed to come to you, but it has come to somebody else. 
A particular blessing is supposed to be taken over by you, but we see in front of our own eyes somebody else taking over the blessing in our lives. God wants his people to cry out to God day and night until we see justice. Can I hear an amen this morning? You know, God wants us to cry out to God until we see justice. God is a God who answers our cry. Cry doesn't mean that, you know, always you need to shed tears. It's good to shed tears in the presence of God, if not anywhere else. But prophet Jeremiah says in Lamentations chapter 2, verses 18 and 19. Can you read the scriptures with me? Lamentations chapter 2. Can we all read that with me? Chapter 2, verses 18 and 19. Their heart cried out to the Lord, O wall of the daughter of Zion, let tears run down like a river day and night. Give yourself no relief. Give your eyes no rest. What does it mean? Cry out to God if you are looking for justice. Cry out to God if you get done what you don't deserve in your life. Verse 19, arise, cry out in the night. At the beginning of the watches, pour out your heart like water before the face of the Lord. Lift your hands towards him for the life of your young children who faint from hunger at the head of every street. God is also telling us that we need to pray for our younger children. Can you say younger children? And he says their heart faints of hunger at the head of every street. You know, it's not enough giving birth to a child. It is not enough bringing up a child. It's not enough raising them up. It is not, it's not enough to send them to a nation for higher studies or to work. It is important to cry out to God for them every day and night. Amen. You know, sometimes parents do this. Sometimes parents think that they earn many things and send their children for higher studies. That's, that's what is needed. That's all, it's all good. That's what people think. Parents think at times. I would say everything starts now. Until then, your child is in your hands. But now, she or he is no more in your hands and where they are found head of every street and their heart is their life is filled with hunger nothing could satisfy them but you know what good parents will do the moment they take off they will go and kneel down in prayer because they are going to a nation where nobody else is there to care for them God, only you. Forget about going to our nation. Children are living with us. We do not know what they are going through. What is the responsibility of parents this morning? God is telling us that you need to kneel down and pray for them and cry day and night. You know, only the cry of the mother, only the cry of the father will help a child to come up in life. Because we are living in such evil days. We are surrounded with evil everywhere. And it attacks them severely, very adversely. God wants us to cry out in persisting prayer. Number three, finally, the annoyed judge versus the patient God. The judge ignored the widow's plea. Widow came to judge many times, but he ignored it. But eventually, because of her persistence, even though he got annoyed, he gave an answer. Not because he was just, just, 
but because of her persistence. Can you say persistence again? I'll be done in a few minutes. But our God doesn't really get annoyed when we pray to God multiple times. Our God doesn't become weary. The judge became weary. He became tired of hearing this often. You know, many times we in, in our family lives, she would have told you that, you know, you need to buy something. And when you go for shopping and you forget it, and you come home and then, why you didn't buy? Okay, we'll buy next time. And next time you go for shopping and again, you know, it happens to me. That's what I'm saying. Then again, you say that, why you didn't buy that? You know, you plus, you please write it down and give me in a paper. Okay, now the paper is there with you, okay? And you go, you do the rest of the shopping and you come home without buying that particular thing. And, okay, now then I say, hey, paper doesn't work. You know, you send me a WhatsApp message, right, when I'm shopping. And you go for shopping again, you, and again, you, you come back, and again, you forget. And then, you know, that voice goes high, and you become so weary, and you become so annoyed. Have you experienced that? Can I hear an amen? It's a very nice, very soft amen because she is sitting right next to you. Right? I have a little freedom now. You know, people on this face of this earth, they don't have the patience. I don't have patience at times. How much you got? I got annoyed yesterday, do you know that? How much you, get, you got annoyed yesterday, I do not know, but you know, and the people who are living with you, they know. We don't have patience. The unjust judge had no patience at all. He got annoyed by looking at this woman. At times, you know, we even get annoyed by just looking at, oh my God, this girl again came. We just lose our patience. We just look at them and just we get annoyed. But God is pay, having, a, having too much of patience, in fact. Bible says our God is patient to hear our cry and to answer us. He doesn't get annoyed. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. He doesn't he become weary. Verse 40, 28, Isaiah. Have you not known? Can you read with me? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable today don't look for that understanding with your husband don't look for that understanding with your wife you need to look for that understanding there is only one who can perfectly understand you he's our heavenly father can you hear an amen but his patience at times causes delay if you would have read that carefully that parable there is a little bit of delay his patience causes delay. God at times delays answering our prayer. But he will eventually answer. Can I hear an amen? God at times delays in answering our prayer, but he will eventually answer our prayer. Why does God delay answering our prayer? There are many reasons. We want it when? We want it? Now. Okay. We want it? Now. But it doesn't happen. Has anything happened in your life that you wanted it now and then you got it now? No. I, I, never, I never received that. 
I wanted it in fact yesterday itself, right? Day before yesterday itself, last month itself. And I don't see that yet. We are in a hurry. But you know what God is? Not in a hurry. You wanted to appear in this, 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 this month examination or you want to appear for visa in this coming year or you want to go for higher studies maybe in the coming year or in the end of the year before the end of the year. But you know what? You, we are in a hurry, but God is not in a rush. At times that is discouraging, that is so disappointing. Verse 7 says, And shall God not avenge or not do justice to his own elect who cry out day and night to him? Though he bears long with them, though he being patient with them, though he being slow to help them, his patience causes delay. God does justice, but in his own time, in his own time. I was just thinking about why does God delay answering prayer? I put a couple of things that may help you in the next slide. God delays, number one, because God's ways are not our ways you know somehow we need to come in terms with this otherwise our life will be miserable god's ways are not our ways number two god delays because god's timing is different from our timing number three god delays because he wants us to persist in prayer Without prayer, nothing happens. Nothing moves. God wants us to be persistent in prayer. Number four, God delays because he wants us to fully trust in him. Now we are trusting people. Now we are trusting our wealth. Now we are trusting the system. Now we are trusting the pastor and whoever is praying for us. God wants you to trust on him. Until then, nothing is going to happen. Number five, God delays until you take he takes your attention or until you take your attention from what you want and place your attention on God. The delay is maybe we are so passionate about what we want, but God is waiting, God is waiting. When my child will take her and his attention from that thing that she wants and place that attention on me, God is waiting. Number six, God delays if giving it now takes you away from God that God only knows my tomorrow God only knows and God only knows whether to give it or not because he and you are his beloved he doesn't want to miss you he doesn't want to lose you by giving something some worldly blessing in your life for God you are so important for God your soul is so important Finally, God delays if there is an unforeseen danger involved because he only knows our future. If we continue to persist and if we continue to ask God according to his will, whatever we spoke about, it is all covered by his will. We are talking about persisting God according to his will, not persisting God for something which is not the will of God. When you are praying and persisting on God, so as something which is according to the will of God, even if it delays, it will certainly come. Can you hear an amen? It will certainly come. There's a beautiful scripture in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. Can we read that together? Habakkuk chapter 2 verse Three. Can you get this in the screen, please? Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. For the vision is yet foreign. Can you read it with me loudly? For the vision is 
it for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Can you read that with me again, once again in the screen? Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. For the vision is... Right, so God has given you a vision, and you know what Bible says? God says, for the vision is for when? Hello? For the vision is for when? For an appointed time. And at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. You know, God has spoken in your life, and here the prophet says, if God has given you a vision, God has spoken something in your life, it's not going to lie. It's going to happen in your life. But though it tarries, wait for God, because you know, God is patient in answering. There is no rush with God. God takes his own time. We are in a hurry, but God is not in a hurry. We are in a rush, but God is not in a rush. It will surely come. It will not tarry anymore. You know, this morning, what a promise it is. I know some of you have been waiting, for, waiting on God for something to happen in your life. Some of you have been, you know, uh, you have been searching from here, there, where I can find that what I want. But this morning, God is telling you, it's because of my patience. I don't really become weary. I don't get annoyed when you pray multiple times, but I'm patient, and my patience causes that delay in your life. You know, sometimes we feel the repeatedly asking God, maybe it's due to our lack of our faith, but it's not. Otherwise, Jesus would not have spoken three parables asking us to persist on God. Sometimes we feel that repeatedly asking God, maybe it may be, it may, it may be found rude asking God, you know, uh, repeatedly, but it's not. But on the other hand, however, you remember Paul in, in 2 Corinthians, will not go there, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he, he talks about something that he was asking God, that he asked God for how many times? Three times. Did he ask for the fourth time? Did he ask for the fourth time? Yes or no? Did he ask for the fourth time? How many times he pleaded? Oh my God, we need to start Bible study in this church. How many times he asked for that? God to remove that. Three times. Did he pray a fourth time? <sighs> Say yes or no. No, okay. He didn't pray fourth time. Why he didn't persist? He knew it is the will of God. You see, will of God taking over everything in your life. And how do we know? You know. If you are a child of God, you know. Certain things you ask God, maybe this is the boy. Maybe this is the girl. Maybe, you know, this is what, this is where, that's where I should go. But you ask God for three times or two times or four times. And then you inside of you, you know for sure. This is not the will of God. Don't persist on those situations. We don't repeatedly ask God out of our rebellion. We don't repeatedly ask God out of our disobedience, but we repeatedly ask God because it shows that we are willing to receive whatever God gives. Are you with me? 
We repeatedly ask God because we want to receive whatever God gives in our lives. On the other hand, think about Jacob. I want you to think about Jacob and we are going to pray in a moment. Jacob persisted God during the entire night to receive the blessing. Did he receive? Yes, he received the blessing. So we need to persist on God to know what even God is telling in our lives. We need to persist on God to know what is the will of God for our lives. We need to persist with God by knowing that he answers through prayer when we persist. This morning we are going to pray in a moment. I want all of you to just raise. As I summarize, we need to pray for our lives because injustice, because of injustice that took place in our lives, our lives were shattered at some point of time. And you strongly know that it is not the right thing that you are supposed to receive in your life. It's not according to the will of God that you know for sure, but some reason you end up in stepping there and that's, where, that's what you received in God in your life. This morning God wants you to pray for your own life. God wants you to pray for those who are afflicted, those who are affected because of injustice. Because injustice was caused in their lives. God wants you to pray for them. You know, this morning we had a beautiful time of prayer, praying for the widows and orphans and those who are oppressed. God wants us to continue to pray for them as we go through this prayer series. God wants his people to cry out to God day and night. And we heard from the word of God saying that we need to cry out to God for our children day and night. Otherwise your children will not receive what they deserve. If we continually persist on God and asking God according to his will, even if it delays, certainly it will come. Shall we close our eyes this morning as we spend a few minutes in prayer?